Hi, and welcome back to another episode of the Truth Seekers Podcast. A truth seeker is someone who wants to know the truth. They search for what's true, and they won't rest until they find it. I am a truth seeker, and if you are too, then you've come to the right place where we will search for truth each week in the stories of the Bible. We last left the Israelites in the desert at the foot of Mount Sinai. The Lord had called Moses to the top of the mountain to receive the Ten Commandments. The Ten Commandments were a set of laws that the Lord gave the people so that they could follow Him and obey Him as an act of thanksgiving for saving them and delivering them from Egypt. We also learned that the Ten Commandments let us know what God is like. We know that God is a God that values human life because He does not want us to murder. We know that He thinks families are important because He tells us to honor and obey our parents. We know that He wants us to worship Him and Him alone because He tells us not to worship idols. In today's episode, we are going to learn a bit more about the worship of idols. Did you know that in some countries around the world, people have created images that look like men or women or animals out of all kinds of materials like gold, silver, copper, or wood, and they bow down to them and worship them as though they are a god with actual powers? It may seem hard to believe how someone could worship an object made of wood or gold, but an idol doesn't always have to be a man-made object. It could be anything that we make as more important than God. Can you think of something or someone that you might be in danger of making as more important than your time with God? God loves you so much, and He wants our love in return. Unfortunately for the Israelites, they forgot too quickly what God had done for them in the desert. You see, Moses was on the mountain for quite a long period of time. He wasn't up there for just a day or even two days. Moses was up on the mountain for 40 days. There was much the Lord wanted to tell Moses, besides just giving him the Ten Commandments. The Lord was giving Moses instructions for how to build the tabernacle, the special place where God's presence would dwell among the people. This took time. And when the Lord had finished speaking to Moses on Mount Sinai, he gave him the two tablets of the testimony. They were the tablets of stone written by God himself. Now, with Moses gone up on the mountain, who was left to lead the people while they waited at the foot of the mountain? If you guessed Aaron, Moses' brother, then you are correct. And when the people saw that Moses was so long in coming down from the mountain, they gathered around Aaron and said, Come, make us gods who will go before us. As for this fellow Moses, who brought us up out of Egypt, we don't know what has happened to him. Did you hear that? The people so quickly forgot about the God who had rescued them from Egypt, parted the Red Sea, gave them quail and manna to eat in the desert and took care of them. And now they wanted Aaron to make them fake gods that they thought would lead them. How could they think that any false god they made with their own hands would lead them like the one true God had done? 
Of course, Aaron would set them straight and tell them no, right? Mm, sadly, instead, Aaron answered them and said, Take off the gold earrings that your wives, your sons, and your daughters are wearing and bring them to me. So all the people took off their earrings and brought them to Aaron. Now what do you suppose Aaron is going to do with all of that gold? If you said make an idol, then you are correct. Aaron took all of the gold from the earrings that the people were wearing and made it into an idol cast in the shape of a calf using a special tool. A calf is another name for a young cow. Why would they create an idol of a cow to worship when they had the one true and living God in their midst? Well, it seems as though the Israelites had been in Egypt for so long that they still lived in their old ways. You see, calf worship was something the Egyptians had done. They probably had seen the Egyptians worship idols and this had become something the Israelites were used to. But you and I both know that an idol of any kind can't hear prayers, it can't heal, it can't save, and it certainly can't part waters. Oh dear, this is not good. Didn't we just learn in our last episode that the Lord told Moses the people were not to bow down to or worship any idols? But here, now, before them, is an idol in the form of a golden calf. The Israelites turned and said to each other, These are your gods, O Israel, who brought you up out of Egypt. But wait, that's not true. God was the one who brought them up out of Egypt. When Aaron saw this, he built an altar in front of the calf and answered, Tomorrow there will be a festival, and we will worship the calf god. So the next day the people rose early and sacrificed burnt offerings and presented fellowship offerings, and afterward they sat down to eat and drink. What is going to happen, true seekers? What is going to happen to the Israelites when God sees what they have done? God sees everything and He knows everything. And sure enough, while up on Mount Sinai, God said to Moses, Go down because your people whom you brought up out of Egypt have become corrupt. They have been quick to turn away from what I commanded them and have made themselves an idol cast in the shape of a calf. They have bowed down to it and sacrificed to it and have said, These are your gods, O Israel, who brought you up out of Egypt. Can you imagine the heartbreak of God? As he saw his very own people, the people that he rescued and delivered, now worshiping a golden calf? And God said to Moses, I have seen these people, and they are a stiff-necked people. Do you know what stiff-necked means? It means stubborn. It means they refuse to learn to trust the Lord. And so the anger of the Lord burned against the people. He said to Moses, Leave and go so that my anger may burn against them, that I may destroy them. Then I will make you, Moses, into a great nation. You see, God is a holy God. And as a holy God, he cannot tolerate sin. 
and the people had sinned greatly before him. But Moses sought the favor of the Lord his God, and he said, Lord, why should your anger burn against your people, whom you brought out of Egypt with great power and a mighty hand? Why should the Egyptians say it was with evil intent that he brought them to kill them in the mountains and to wipe them out off the face of the earth? Turn from your fierce anger, relent, and do not bring disaster on your people. Remember your servants Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob, to whom you swore by your own self, saying, I will make your descendants as numerous as the stars in the sky, and I will give your descendants all this land I promised them, and it will be their inheritance forever. Moses was reminding the Lord of the covenant that he made with Abraham a long time ago to give his descendants the promised land. And so the Lord relented and did not bring on his people the disaster that he had threatened. In his mercy, he saved them, even though they had sinned against him. Moses then turned and went down the mountain with the two tablets of the testimony in his hands. These were the instructions that God had given to Moses, inscribed on both sides, front and back. The tablets were the work of God. The very writing of God himself engraved on the stone tablets as Moses carried them down the mountain. And so Moses met Joshua, his aide, and they began to walk down the mountain. And when Joshua heard the noise of the people shouting, he said to Moses, there is a sound of war in the camp. Joshua was smart. He knew that there was something wrong. Something didn't sound right about the people's celebration below. Moses said, It is not the sound of victory. It is not the sound of defeat. It is the sound of singing that I hear. And when Moses approached the camp, and he saw the calf and all of the dancing, his anger burned, and he threw the tablets out of his hands, breaking them to pieces at the foot of the mountain. And he took the calf they made and he burned it in the fire. Then he ground it up and turned it into powder and scattered it on the water and made the Israelites drink it as punishment for their sin. He then turned to his brother Aaron and said, what did these people do to you that you led them into such great sin? Don't be angry, Aaron answered. You know how prone these people are to evil. They said to me, make us gods who will go before us. As for this fellow Moses who brought us up out of Egypt, we don't know what has happened to him. So I told them to give me their gold and I threw it in the fire and out came this calf. Oh, Aaron. Why would he lie to cover up what he had done? Clearly he had made the calf. It didn't just pop out of the fire by itself. Moses saw that the people were running wild and that Aaron had let them get out of control. And so they had become a laughing stock to the nations around them. When God had intended them to be a light for his glory, so Moses went back to the Lord and said, Oh, what a great sin these people have committed. They have made themselves gods of gold, but now please forgive their sin. So Moses pleaded on behalf of the people. And the Lord continued to lead them through the desert. 
but a plague had come upon them as punishment for their sin, and because of what they had done with the calf that Aaron had made. Dear True Seekers, This was a very intense and serious moment in the history of Israel. God is serious about sin. When he tells us that he does not want us to worship idols, it's because he knows that an idol can never take care of us and love us and save us like he does. Imagine how your father would feel if he saw that you no longer trusted him to take care of you. How much would it hurt the heart of your father if you always doubted that he could provide for you and love you? Just like your earthly father wants you to trust him, so God wants us to trust him and not look to anyone or anything else to save us. Only God can save us. Just like your earthly parents might discipline you when you do not listen or obey, so God disciplines his children and those he loves. God disciplined the Israelites not because he is a mean or cruel God, but because he is holy and loving. He wanted the Israelites to learn to worship him and trust him completely because he wanted them to know that he is the only one who could save them, not a golden calf. Let us learn the lesson that the Israelites did that we shouldn't put anything as more important than God in our lives because he is the only one who can save us. Let us learn to obey him because he is a holy God and he wants us to be holy as he is holy. Sin separates us from God. Sin grieves the heart of God. But we can be thankful that Jesus came and died for our sins so we no longer have to be separated from God. As we ask Jesus to come and live in our hearts and forgive us of our sins, God's presence comes and dwells inside of you and me. If you listened to our last Praying the Bible episode, you learned that it is the Holy Spirit of God himself living inside of you and me. Jesus shed his blood on the cross and his blood covers our sins so that we can live with God in harmony and peace. What a wonderful gift we have been given. This is such good news that we now want to obey God in thanksgiving for what he has done for us. If you'd like to read today's story in your Bible, you can find it in Exodus chapter 32. Be sure to subscribe so you don't miss next week's episode as we learn about the special place that Moses builds where God's glory and presence will dwell among the people as they journey through the desert. Let me pray for you before we go. Dear Father, we thank you that you are a holy God. You are holy and you require that we worship you alone. We choose to keep you as the first place in our lives. We choose to make you the most important because you are our Father, our Creator, and you love us more than we know. Only you can save. Thank you for sending your Son Jesus to save us from the sin that would so easily try to catch us. Help us to not be like the Israelites and forget so easily that you love us and that you save us. Help us to remember all the good things you have done for us. Even when it might seem you are far away, help us to remember that you are always right there with us, watching over us and helping us to do what's right. Amen. 
I just want to say thank you again for all of your love and support for the podcast. And I want to take a minute to say thank you to Kristen and her son, Gavin. She said that they listen together while having breakfast and driving to school in the mornings. So thank you, Gavin, for listening. And thanks, everyone, for joining me today. I look forward to our time together next week.